Welcome back to Bulletproof Mindset, Scotland's number one health, fitness and entertainment podcast. So in today's episode, we have a Q&A episode, which is about 30-ish minutes in. So if you're looking just to fast forward to those questions, you can skip the first half of the episode. However, the first half of this episode was about a recent TED talk, um, which is with a parenting uh, psychologist, talking about the power of taking responsibility, the power of communicating, but more so the power of saying sorry, and I think she calls it, was it repair? Repair. So we're going to leave the the link to that in the show notes below. So this did get a little bit deep, but it's also good to have self-awareness of the power of saying truly sorry, and understanding where you've been a bit of a dick, or you've been a bit of a bitch. Do you know what I mean? And going, taking full ownership of it. We've done it. I've done it. Dale's done it. And we've also had sorry said to us in ways where we went, that wasn't a true sorry. And a lot of things in life would probably be that little bit easier if someone was just to sit us down and go, I am truly sorry. And it just shows, it goes to show like all, any trauma, and I say trauma lightly, it doesn't need to be like, too dark but it usually stems from being a kid and the only way we're going to change that is by communicating and, and bringing awareness to it now the q and a uh, questions that we covered off was what is it like waking up and knowing that you're a bit be- you're the best who is the biggest cunt that you have ever met and what made them a cunt that was an interesting one so stay tuned to that as a fellow pt believe it or not <laughs> you won't want to miss that part of the episode he knows who he is now this one was a, a very interesting question as friends and business partners does it get difficult so we actually speak about a recent ex- or a recent experience we speak about our experience around that and some tips and uh, tricks if you're looking to get into business why you might want to reconsider going in with your best friend yeah it can, it can be hard but you've got to remember me, you me and you have only known each other what a year and four months or something Aye. which is crazy because people think we've known each other for life like uh, what was I going to say besties for life or something <laughs> <like>. <laughs> next question was do rest times matter between sets and do they matter between exercises this is one of the most overlooked things you won't want to miss that part of the episode is creatine useful yes or no and how much volume should you have we cover everything in that part and when is the Bulletproof Mindset merch dropping? So we talk about that for a little bit. And then the last part, uh, the last question we answered was, um, how do you cope with turning 30 and how do you cope with getting older? Guarantee most people listen to this, you're like, it sucks getting older. But you, we have a very different view on this. We want to be like fine wine. And the older that we get, the sweeter life gets for us. You can only get better and better and better, but it's totally up to you. So before we get into today's episode, if you enjoy today's content and you enjoy your podcast, then make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to the show, subscribe on YouTube, or leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Remember, if you are not following a workout structure, well, you need to be. So don't be fucking daft. But if you don't have a lot of money right now or you're just starting out and you're not too sure where to start, then we have a free Bulletproof Mindset 30 day and you can use it for 60 days, 90 days, whatever you want. I got a message off someone yesterday who says I've actually been running it for ages and severely enjoying it. So a link will be in the description to that below. We did speak about lower back pain and why you should start lifting weights even at the age of 20 just for health reasons and a free lower back guide will be in the link below costing absolutely nothing. So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. You're like, shite. I'm not talking about this, I'm talking about my legs as well for falling <laughs> on the bike. I believe that. I had so much confidence, I don't know. I think as I've had these like long ass sleeps, I was cycling up. I don't even go down that street usually, because I know the stairs are there. But I didn't have Cooper on the bike this morning. And I was like, when it's about like six stairs. I was like, I'm clearing this. And I went to go to clear it, but then I went down like, do 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 and then fucking fell in the grass. <laughs> just like that. Who do you think you are? I think sometimes you have a lot of sleep. You're in the morning, you're just like, like pure ditzy as fuck. No, even, no, I don't know. I had so much confidence. I was ready. I was picked like the wind. What is it? Better? What's the storm called just now? Oh, I don't know. But I was listening to the radio on the way in. Is it better or something like that? I don't, it, is, it is a B. It's not a Betty. Um, so all the bins were blown over my street and I was even picking them up and I was like, I need to go. Right, <laughs> I was like, I need to get up to the gym. Bins. I know. I've just been a nice wee neighbourhood guy, neighbourhood guy, and then I've just spilt chocolate. Do you spilt. take your bins out for MD? Um, do you take your neighbours' bins out and put them away? No. I do like your neighbours, nah. They're dicks. No, I do, I do like, they're nice people, but right. it's, we're all like detached houses. So aye. Not being ponzi around here, but it's mere awkward to go into someone else's garden. Aye. If they asked us when we were on holiday and stuff like that, we would, but. Yeah, um, my, my dad takes his neighbours out. Does he? Like the pure, that's pure old school though. Like they would do all day. Oh. That 
That's why my dad will never move for Jesus. Well, that's one thing I wanted when we moved into our house. I was like, I'd like a like a youngish couple to stay next to us. Aye, and then you're um, friends forever. Because I've got clients in that, like they they know all their neighbours. Jillian's dad as well, like best pals with like all their neighbours. They're all different ages and stuff like that. Aye. But seeing COVID, they'd done something so um, wholesome, which was really good. They had street parties, and it was like a wee cul-de-sac, and people from the age of 50, 60, even upwards of 70, were all going out and they were sitting on the street. I know I was going to say what's happening your nose there. I don't know. Did you hear that in my voice? It was like, like goo clogging up my throat. Sorry, folks. But I thought that was quite nice, eh? like a nice wee community thing. Uh, but that's definitely becoming less and less. Do you I speak to any of your neighbours? I speak to Mason Mine, aye. Do you? Aye, aye. See the person that's joined to you, what they like. Ah, uh, they've got they've got an alcohol problem, but they don't make any noise with that. <laughs> How do you know they've got an alcohol? They've problem? got more than an alcohol problem. How? Because everybody, everybody knows, but he keeps himself to himself and just does his own thing. Fair enough. Do you know what I mean? He only gets he gets one meal delivered. It's like half ten at night. That's it. Sometimes goes out to the shop every night. Every night. Every night. Aye. Every night. Just that's that's just the way he lives. And then my other two neighbours like beside us, one's an old couple, one's a they're older, but no as old. <laughs> I was actually speaking to a client about that last night and she was like everything's just changed since COVID and I was like us people are like because for so long the connection with people was lost and I feel like a lot of people don't know how to connect with people anymore oh I definitely gained some socially awkward skills oh you see it in the gym oh it's big time mate and I actually feel sorry for a lot of people who who don't have any communication skills or a a, a very a little a little amount because they can't go and speak to them, they're worried about speaking to people. I mean, it's obviously a thing when you're younger, you can't phone the doctors. Like, you're like, oh, I don't want to phone the doctors. But then there's people that are still at her age. Oh, Jill. She does it, she, she's like, you phone them. I'm like, Jillian, pick up the phone and just call them. Whoa. She's like, no, 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 you phone them. Whoa. Um, she's got better at that, but that was something that she was. And it, the one, I don't think, well, I guess it was COVID, but see if I think back to the guys that I used to manage, See, if I didn't have a team call with them, they could go the whole day without speaking to anyone. Aye, aye, aye. And I just think, wonder what that situation's like now, because I don't know if they're all in an office yet. Working from home still. still. Working from home. And, and yeah, of course, you get your your family and friends of that, but then that becomes few and far between. I was actually, it's, it's funny, this might sound mad, but I was speaking to a client about coke, cocaine. And she was like, I have done it in the past and it makes me feel like this. And I was like, do you know why it makes you feel like that? She's like, no, really. And I was like, well, it makes you feel like this because it does this and does this and does this. And I says, if you get that at that point, then the rest of your week, you've took it away. What are you talking about? Like the endorphins and... Aye, the dopamine and, and adrenaline. That's what, it just, that's what it does. It just increases your dopamine and adrenaline for, for a short amount, for a very short amount of time, but it's a very high spike and then obviously crashes down. See, in a way, Coke is almost like caffeine. No, it is. It's the same thing. It is. But it's a more advanced scale. Aye, it's just a big, way bigger scale. And I was like, look, this is why it takes it away. She doesn't do it often, and she's not even done it this year. But she was like, like since COVID, like I've, I've wanted to do it that a little bit more. And I was like, mm. I get it. Because people are speaking to people less, people are seeing people less, people are doing less good things than ever. Well, what are you searching for at that point? Mm? What are you searching for? You're, when you're searching for a bit of a you When you're at that low point, mm-hmm. you're searching for... Just a bit of feeling. Happiness, aye. Bit of feeling. Any, any emotional feeling or whatever. Aye, aye. And I, you, can, you can see a lot more, like, raves are a lot more prevalent, drugs are a lot more prevalent, yeah. do you know what I mean? They always have been prevalent, but I think social skills are a lot worse than they ever have been. Mm-hmm. And what you need to think about here is kids. Oh, like, you know, the kids who didn't go to school. Like, mate. what is it? What's the age? There's an age range where it's so crucial and vital for kids to socialise and play sports. And they say if you want, not your kid to be athletic, but your kid to have an all-rounded ability of life... You should expose them to multiple different sports between the age of, I think, I want to say it's between five and like ten. Mm-hmm. And then as they're at the age of ten, they've already grown developed and that. developed a, a, a kind of skill set. And they'll, I love they'll, for it they'll, as well. they'll lean into something more. It might be football, gymnastics or whatever. Um, but <laughs> I think of all those age groups of kids and, and stuff like that. I wonder if it's done anything to them. Oh, 100%. My, I see my wee niece, but I don't know if that's the way she was going to turn out anyway but that's the thing is how do you compare it you can't compare it she's glued to her phone though is she glued to it and I'm like so see if she ever we don't get that much because I don't really have that much time but I know if I love a kid I either allowed to have a phone 
But if we're going out as a family, like, I'll turn my phone off as well. Did you hear what my dad was speaking about yesterday? I was no. quite mad. So my stepbrother, he's uh, 10. Uh, he's 10, so he's going to like high school next year. Right. And my dad coaches the football team. Mm-hmm. And he loved Fortnite, loved FIFA, but also loved football. Yeah. And just ask him what it is. And, and he says, like, him and these wee pals all go out. Like, they want to go out and play football all the time. And I'm like, that's quite good that that's still about. I don't ah, think it yeah. was, but um, it's quite mad that that's what they would that's also less than ever though but they they also jump on Fortnite and and play and jump on fifa um but my my wee step bro reese he's he's obsessed with football just now i think he's starting to like enjoy it and understand it Ah, and understand the skill behind it for the competitive side and i felt bad when my dad came around yesterday so i was like talking about like reese and that and i was like i'm not being to see him in ages so i gotta go up this weekend because that's which leads on to the one of these points so we're going to cover some questions here that we've actually covered on that episode before we never released the episode because the audio was garbage because they all forgot to plug in the mics I didn't for- you turned it on right <laughs> you want to why I put blame why did we take them off because I need to drive oh, it across right, right. Uh, anyway so but one thing we spoke about on that podcast which we'll, we'll talk about here is the Becky Hill um, TED Talk did you, you listen to it at all aye, I listened to it all so it's quite I love TED Talks enough, and I actually had a wee flashback this morning. The first book I ever read when I was starting to get into my entrepreneurial journey, and I thought my entrepreneurial journey was in the corporate world, was how TED Talks were, and it was like they're all like 10 to 15 to 20 minutes, they're never anymore, well-rounded individuals, different parts of the world, and it was all different stories, Yeah. and I was like, oh, I forgot about that, but the I'm going to bring the title up just of what that is, uh, library... What the fuck is it? Aye, so it's called... We'll put it in the show notes as well, so you can could definitely recommend that everyone checks out this this video, even if you're not a parent, because I think what we're going to talk about fucking hits home. Like, towards the end of the, the talk, she says something, and I was like, I'm getting fucking choked up here, am I getting choked up? And I was like, <laughs> what the fuck's this? Aye, aye, um, aye. But it's the single most important parenting strategy. And she opens up this talk. She's a psychologist in parenting, I think it is, she said. And she helps parents... Aye, and and what she says is this isn't important just for kids, it's for any relationship, Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely true, so it's hard when we do, because we we spoke about this before and you never heard of it, and it's hard to recreate the conversations that we've had, because we've already done this podcast, but I think what I was saying last time in it, that we've all got these meaningful relationships in our life, and we speak a lot about how our food behaviour, how our relationships, how it, all of that really stems from your childhood. Mm-hmm. And you'll probably be able to speak about this more because you've went back to those darker days, I guess, yeah. or your childhood and your past to to repair and become a better individual now through through therapy. But she basically goes into the part the responsibility that we all have of taking ownership. Yeah. And and really saying sorry. I think she calls it the repair part. The repair, aye. And it's like so I was listening to this and I was like, that's a wee bit BS, like, not everything's your fault, but what she said is, like, imagine imagine your mum or your dad, uh, no matter how strong the relationship or how broken it is, imagine they said to you, I'm sorry for all the past outbursts, arguments, whatever it may be, imagine they'd done that and how better your relationship would be going forward. I think it's a good point to alliterate that the reason she was speaking about this was because... When you're a child, you will have defence mechanisms. So if someone shouts at you and gives you no reason for it, you will blame yourself. I, the only coping mechanism uh, you know is, is blame. In, internal self-blame. Uh, internal self-blame. So the whole point of that is to take away that self-blame. And as she explains in it, so obviously, did you watch, when was the last time you watched it? Because obviously I watched, I watched it this morning. This aye, morning. aye. So I watched it and I was like, so fucking true, man. Like... And what, watching that this morning after hearing you talk about what you just went through, I was like, that kind of makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. So I know for a fact that my own mum, when she apologised to me after watching that video, I was like, I knew it wasn't a real apology at the time. And I, when I, Because of the way she said it? Aye, aye. And when like, I knew it wasn't a real apology, like it was trying to like, make herself feel better. Like She's tried to apologise a few times, and the, the few times she's apologised, it's been the same way, mm-hmm. just a different way explaining it. And when you're no, when you don't listen to things like that, you don't really know the psychology behind it. You know it's not right, but you don't. You can't put words. To you can't. It. You can't. But you can't pinpoint where it is. When I watched that this morning, I was like, it makes sense mm-hmm. because it wasn't a real apology. And the way she explained how to apologise, 
in that TED talk, it's true. It would make everything so much better. Yeah. And you, we've had self doubt. Like you'll have self doubt. I have self doubt. I probably the most self doubt I've ever had this year. And it all stemmed for that. Yeah. Do you know and what it, I mean? And this is this is the power of controlling your own actions and taking whole responsibility. So we've all had outbursts, right? Everybody's oh, man. had a Fuck. short fuse. Fuck. We've probably even had moments out with each other, oh. with past relationships. I've had I know I've had that time and time again with Jillian. Yeah. But see the ability to to pause, give yourself a couple of minutes and then go back into the room and say, Look, I'm sorry, I don't know why I said, like, I've, me and Jillian has said some wild, I think everyone does, I don't think it's just us, but you have some wild arguments and you say shit you really don't mean. Yeah. Like, real hurtful shit. Oh, you like, do, you do. Where does that anger came from? Yeah. And piecing together, this is probably the part that I would benefit from, from therapy, because I've got, I don't know, like this morning, again, what, I didn't have this the first time I watched it a couple of weeks back, but when I watched it this morning, I don't know if it just caught me off guard. Because you're more self-aware though. But I watched it two weeks ago. I've not like gained a no, huge amount of self awareness in two weeks. No, but we, uh, no, you, you will have because you've watched it and you've kind of there'll be something that clicked with you and you've went that kind of makes sense. Why does that make sense? And you're yeah. thinking about it. So I, I true. I guess so. And I, I guess I was thinking this morning. I was like, what would I do if I? It's not that I've got hatred or anything built up towards like my dad or my mum or anything like that. But I think you should just talk about parents. And I was like. Imagine they said sorry, they turned around and said sorry, how better a relationship would be. Yeah. Um, and I was like, but then, I, weirdly enough, this morning, I was like, well, what could I do? Like, where could I take my part of the responsibility? Not to say sorry, but like, because I've, I've not been perfect, and I guess we are the we are the kid at the end of the day. Aye, Our aye. parents are the parents, and they have a responsibility to have. But I was thinking about all these different situations in the past where... I've said hurtful shit and I've said stuff I'd no, I've not meant. And I was like, you know what? It, it would be right if I'd walked up and said, look, I, I said some, some wild stuff and um, didn't mean for that to and come out the way you. that it did. It, I, that was me projecting my own thing. It was and none I'm, and I'm sorry for that. Mm -hmm. And what she says in that talk is apologies are, are interesting because we... I even say to Jillian, sometimes like we, we have a wee, I maybe not even an argument, but we say stuff. It's I'm like, sorry, but you done that. I, it's like, I'm sorry, but you, you made me feel that way because of this. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, that's no helping the matter because no. that's, that's really no, that's no taking full. But also if you're with the wrong person and oh, some people, it's toxic, some right? people look for sorries. What do you mean? They, they crave it. I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? Like say sorry to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I've been there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I genuinely have. And then you're like, well, I'm going to genuinely say sorry here. But it doesn't actually hit the spot, so you also have to be with the right person. But when it's kid to parent, it's always going to be right. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? If your parent came to you and they were like, "Look, yeah," and I think I, I don't know if I just said that there, but that was like that was a bit that hit me this morning, man. Aye, look, like, look I am fucking sorry for this, 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 this. It definitely would have made you feel like this. It's not your fault. It's my fault. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's m that's my responsibility. It's not yours. And I, genuinely, like as she was saying, doesn't matter wage you. If I get a genuine sorry at 26, I could go, cool. I mean, I'm probably a little bit past it at this point, to be, like, if I'm totally honest, but it still would mean something. Oh, aye, wouldn't they, wouldn't they just be written off? No, wouldn't they just be written off? Yeah. It never would be. Do you want me to get deep? Go for it. Right, so this is what I learned, and you've just done exactly what i done when I was in a session, and it makes a lot of sense. And it's not that you, you've got genuine hatred and you hate them but when you're talking about something deep and serious you'll actually tell your real thing as it's no this but and you went I've no got a hatred but this 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 about my mm. parents and I says something similar I says I don't have a I don't think he never would have came back but and he was like that's exactly what you thought mm. and it's like you actually know your brain knows Everything. Uh, maybe it's not in the way that it's it definitely is near hatred, but uh, what it is is I think it's more. It's like anger. It's anger. It's emotion. Mm. It's I think, but there's I think there's a craving that I wish they would do it. Aye. Aye, aye, aye. I wish they would just say. It. And I think you you went through something asking your dad something recently mm -hmm. as well. And I think that was quite a, a nerve-wracking fucking thing fucking to do. Scary as fuck. Because your brain, as you say, like, as we spoke about, your brain's already says it's protecting you already. It's mm. so, like don't do this because this will probably happen. But it, it's just only saying that because of everything that's been through in the past. It's not saying that because of how the future will look. And when I had that conversation, I was like, that was fucking the easiest conversation I've ever had. Yeah. There was nothing to worry about. 
Yeah. Don't get me wrong, like, it, needs to be, it still needs to be with the right person. Aye. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, like, the previous generations had it harder and harder. And that is no, that is no an excuse. But it still means they should watch something like that and go, look, I'm going to say a true sorry. Do you know what I mean? That one true sorry could eliminate so much self-doubt and self-hatred. Past. Aye, that's what I mean, just past anxiousness, built up hatred or built up anger, built up emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it's crazy the power of a, a an apology. Mm-hmm. It will eliminate all of that. It's also crazy the power of psychology and the way you say things. Mm-hmm. And to, like, you, you, you watch that and you go, I've, I've had a sorry before, but it's never really hit like that would. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, we live in a life where you, you get what you get. Yeah, and you can't ask for that. And I've I've done I've done sorries to Jillian and say I've, I'm sorry for outbursting, but it's because you said that, and then that made me do this, and I'm trying to justify it. And then I've also, before seeing this video, just I don't know, I just realised that that didn't mean much, and it wasn't mm-hmm. true heart. And I said, you know what, I've done this, and I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry that I said it that, and I've I've. Uh, in all honesty, they're few and far between, but that's um, I've still got to that point. But it's hard; it's a big growth mm-hmm. skill, and it's it's your ego that will stop you. Oh, every time I seen, I don't want to be a bit too TMI, but I went out with somebody and we stayed with charging COVID, and we split up as soon as COVID ended. And I seen her in JD. I hadn't seen her in like two years, and we spoke to each other, and uh, we both just said sorry. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Here, look, I'm sorry for." the way I treated you at the end and blah, 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 blah. I was like, look, I just, it wasn't you. It was, I was in a bit, and she was like, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Did it feel like a weight had been lifted? Oh, man. You didn't even realise you had moved on two fucking years later. Aye. That's I, what I mean, you've got all this uh, we do, emotional we, we, pressure down on your shoulders that you don't We realize. didn't even know. Like, we just said sorry, we spoke for like an hour and it was just like talking about how like she was doing, how I was doing. And it was like just a genuine sorry. There was no... But you made me feel like this. It was just like, here, I'm sorry that I made you feel like this and I done this to you and I done this to you and I done this to you. And she was like, here, look, I was going to say sorry as well. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, we hadn't seen each other in two years. We said sorry and we were like, like, you go and live your life and I go and live my life. And it was like, I didn't even feel like I needed that. Mm-hmm. But it was good. And it was really nice to know that somebody who you thought you'd wronged kind of thought the same and you've quashed it and you can move on yeah it's yeah. so strange no it's mad psychology is interesting I see why people want to go and do it um, aye aye and I get the very complex oh man just nuts what you can discover about yourself <laughs> it is it is but that TED Talks uh, that was great I watched that this morning I was like I wish <coughs> more people could watch aye, that definitely I'm going to share it on the I'll share it to my story today but we'll put it in the show notes when you're listening to this on Monday, I guess this is my I think it is, if you're a parent, watch that. I know. Because it'll change your opinion. You you won't think about it. I it'll change every relationship in your life. I also think people look at it less from a parent to their own child and more from their, I, their right. parent to them and go, fuck, if that happened to me, right, I need to do something about this. Well, that's what I was thinking. I didn't Aye. think about, initially, in all honesty, I never really thought about my parents. Mm-hmm. But I thought about, man, if I have a kid, that's absolutely right. Because mm-hmm. I, I have fucking... Short fuses with my dog. Never mind the fucking kids, right? Mate, so I've got the dog shot. doesn't even speak. <laughs> so imagine <laughs> when you've got a wee um, kid fucking speaking back to him, being cheeky, because she tells a story that she busts her ass off. She was very tired and emotional. Yeah, and she was in the kitchen. She was in the kitchen. She made a dinner, and for the whole family, and she sat down. And her kid went, "I hate this chicken," and she lost it. We went, "We be grateful, you be." Dick or whatever. Aye, aye, like, aye. I don't think she's actually sport, but uh, that's what I would be. You be fucking bastard. <laughs> Fuck off to your room. You be. But fucking then you dick. Th- you've not even got any pubes. Take <laughs> <laughs> emotional damage. Right uh, but when you think about it, see like Scottish culture. I hear kids swearing at the age of five, six. Oh, fuck I. We're more aggressive. Not in the sense that we're trying to be more aggressive. It's just more natural to go, oh, shut up, you wee cunt. Come on. Aye, so I, I was the first. I'm like the youngest cousin. And I. I know I'm the second youngest cousin, and I was the first one to get my arse scalped off Manny for <laughs> swearing. swearing. Aye, aye. <laughs> what age? I don't know, I was like five or six or something. I was walking about Asda going, fuck, 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 <laughs> fuck. And she says, say that again. I went, fuck it. <laughs> she scalped my arse, and I was like, do you prefer that? It sounds like me. Aye. I was like, I've not really changed, but aye. 
kid kid psychology is mad though when you when you kind of break it down and when she's talking about all that sort of stuff because if there's one thing that's going to sort out all the shit that we go on it's how we're raised mm-hmm. you think about I and mean, this has gone real deep here but you think about all these mental cases of people killing people right people or guys raping girls aye, kidnapping aye. them aye. I, I strongly I, I guess there is there's there's a deeper level to like your mental health and that but I guarantee you kind of look at the upbringing and there's been something there that's potentially been missed or something that's been spiralled and that's not always to do with the parents that could uh, this is my biggest concern with raising a kid in this world go to school it's the school mm-hmm. I get lucky I met a guy who fucking we love sports and we love playing Xbox and I didn't touch my first drip of alcohol Aye. until I was like 16 and I was like that's shite back to the <coughs> Xbox back to sports back to running or whatever it was I could have easily met my other, in fact, another guy in our group who was from Wishy Hill, right? So he was from a rough area. And it just shows you the environment that you're brought up in as well. So he had a kid in fourth year, right? Aye. He knocked somebody up in fourth year. He started smoking in second year. Mm. None of that ever appealed for me. Yeah. And I'm just thinking, why was that the case? And that I seen my mum smoke. She used to smoke in the car, like back in the day. It's mad that we used to do that. Mate, as I kids. know my mum used to smoke. I was drawing the fan. You didn't think anything of it. Aye. I hated the smell. Remember the old Ford cars? So if you sat in the back seat, the window when they rolled down, it popped out. Aye, aye, So aye. I remember popping that out and sticking my nose out all the time. Um, and that just put me off cigarettes. But my brother smokes, which Does is he? weird. Aye, he smokes. He's, um, I don't even know that. Aye, so, so it's mad that we've got, even in your upbringing, two siblings under the same household can have two different experiences. And it comes down to the, the friendships and that that you build. And that's what You're I'm You're the older fucking, one? I'm oldest, there. Uh, that's weird because I'm the younger at my sister and... <laughs> I have an idea. It's came back on. <laughs> I'm the youngest, and uh, I weird completely different as well. Mm. But we are completely different, and the opposite of me and my sister. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting, line, and that's my honest, honestly, that's my biggest worry. And you know, I was quite a geek in school as well. Were you? And she was opposite. But Lewis loved games as well. Did he? He did, and I think um, I, I don't know if all his friends were just I don't know. They were, like I think Lewis is fucking throwing him under the bus here. He's he's. He's experienced more with the drug side of things than I have, right? <laughs> aye, aye. And uh, just I, that I think also me growing up in the year that I did, there's a generational thing. Yeah, because I think it's more like especially this day and age. I mean, it's nuts. It is mental, but that's my biggest worry about raising a kid. And then I even think to myself, would I send my kid to private school? As pompous as that may come across to people, but I genuinely, if I, in all honesty, I wish our homeschooling was a lot more better, like equivalent to some of the places in the States I would like to send my kid to a private school no f- just with the f- but it would need to be at like uh, it's a hard one it's a, that's the hardest one and I they agree because you could be the best parents in the world and they the could get in with the wrong crowd and it's nothing to do with you I know do you know what I mean and the thing is you try and fight that and you try and control it and then they rebel but also if you're growing up with that already self-hatred self-loathing for being a kid and you have you, have a, you have a child and you are a great parent and they do go down the wrong path at the end of the day, you're going to still blame yourself. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? I know. That's why I'm not, I, I want to have kids. I want to be a father. I want to be a good dad. But I'm not ready for it. I need to no, work in my... Mate. I've got. I think I've said in the past that I've, I'm too selfish. I want to do mm-hmm. like more holidays and all these different things. And I guess that is one part of it. But it's, it's knowing that I, couldn't, I wouldn't have the... I need to work on my patience I need to get things that I need to that's work exact, on internally I'm exactly the same people say it's the girlfriend part which is a, that's a big part right? <laughs> you need that's, a girlfriend to, or do you? Can, that's I not just, a, can I not just pick that one is up? a massive part but if I get a girlfriend tomorrow and we were going to I would still be absolutely nowhere near ready to have a child yeah, you'd probably but, scare her away if that's the first conversation oh <laughs> aye 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 but it's not even that like I know I don't have the patience I have it's not even I, I just I'm, my dad and that said a couple of years ago they're like, you've got to struggle to find a relationship because you're so selfish. Mm. He's like, you just want to do everything for yourself. And it's not like I want to like, be independent. It's just like, your goals are your goals. And I lost them for a wee bit there. But I, I'm back to that. I'm like, my goals aren't just money. It's like, how can I be the be- best person? And it's like, I, I think maybe when you have a kid, you think, oh, I don't, we, we don't know, we're just talking for two guys. <laughs> two just thoughts. But maybe when you have a kid, you su- you learn a lot at the, at the time. I I think on the other hand as well, I don't think you're ever ready yeah. to have kids. You can never be fully prepared. Nah. 
and there's as she said that in that TED talk, there's no perfect parent. Aye. And there's no rule book with parent. You just need to be the best that you can. Pick up these little traits of knowing where you take responsibility and communication and all this sort of stuff. Do you know what's funny? I watched one of my best mates in a went well I saying the start of the relationship was terrible and they'll admit this. Terrible. And then he started doing his own thing. He used to work with me and other work and uh, loved the gym, loved health. Like he was he used to take the salt and work and I used to never really be into nutrition. Like, I used to, but we used to gob salt. Because no, because I actually felt like I actually feel like a wee bit better. Could never understand why, never really gave a fuck. I just went to the gym, but he took it quite seriously, he took his health seriously. And then they got a house and this proper settled down and they were happy together. And then he was like, I want a kid. And then they had a kid. And then they're like, fucking love this life. And I was like, fuck man, he's went for going to raves and that, having a terrible relationship to going, you know what, we're <coughs> happy, we want children, having children, having a house, and just having the life that they want. And I was like, that's respectable. Yeah. The way he's done it, I'm like, because he wanted a child. He brought that child into this world. And that child, that child is fully wanted. They know how they're going to raise their child. They know how they want their child to be raised. They know where they're going to school their, their kids. And I'm like, how do you come to that conclusion? It's hard, man. I think, uh, I think if you ask any parent, which is one of the reasons, it's one of the pain points that we squeeze on when we're communicating health and fitness. Aye. It's doing it for them because it becomes your purpose. It becomes mm -hmm. your whole world. Mm -hmm. And I know this isn't the same, right? So people who have children, chill out, right? Raising a dog's hard, right? But <laughs> Shut the relationship up. the relationship I've got with Cooper, I can understand it. Aye. I would mate, I would go toe to toe with MD to fucking protect him as much as he's he's mad like he's aye, a, aye. he's an animal at the end of the day. Aye, you aye. see the love and he's he's my family mate. He's a family member of our household. That might seem mental to people, but in my eyes, like no. that, that sort of love, I can imagine that being the same. And me and Jillian even joke, like, will you still let Cooper sleep in the bed when you've got a kid? And I'm like, ah, yeah, I was like, the kid can fucking sleep in there because I've I don't have a kid yet. I've got no emotional connection to it. Know. But I'm like, I will love Cooper more than I do the kid. That's what I genuinely think that I would do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I guess time will tell and how that unfolds and how that plays out. So. Mental, yeah. I don't fucking know, mate. <laughs> no, I don't know. Imagine James McGinty as a father right now, people, right? Imagine how mental. Who? Nicola, in our day, do you still get your motto day your dishes? <laughs> Nicola, I've stayed in my own house for three and a half years. And nobody does my dishes. <laughs> yeah, not I just, even, not I even. Chuck the plate out. Not even me. <laughs> so the. I, that was her first thought of me. Aye. Like, he definitely still stays with his mom and dad. <laughs> it's a lot to work on. I was like, thanks. A lot to work on. Right, switching gears a wee bit. So we got a Q&A episode, but before we go into it, I wanted to do this, because seen it on another podcast. Quite like oh, it. Oh, I know, it. Do. You want to share the story of your recent interaction with another female? Do you want to talk about that? No, we skip over that. No, I thought that, that would be hilarious. Couple of months. Right, couple of months. Couple of months. We'll months. I'll save that. it on my phone. Right, okay. I'll save it on my phone. <laughs> you don't need to play it or anything, but I just think no, it's a it would. It, it, it would need to, it would need to be the perfectly told story. <laughs> right, okay. Uh, so it's fucking on. hilarious. I've told, I've been telling a few of my clients. <laughs> so moving on, then this uh, is called, oh, what is it called? Word association or something like that, right? So I'm gonna say a word and instantly, right? No thought. You just need to say the word that I'm comes out your mind, mate. right? You ready? Aye. So I'm gonna. Uh, I need to actually think of words. See when you say think a word, go. You're, you're meant to. You're meant to have them ready. Oh, sorry, I've no, I've no prepped any words, but I'll, I'll just think what comes to my mind, right? right. So start off nice and easy, as fast as you can. Deadlifts. Me. <laughs> <laughs> right, next one. Gooch. Boz. <laughs> okay, fair. So you're actually, you're quite cognitive aware. Aye. It's Gavin. Aye. 25 kilo plate. Your mum. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> you know, I just gave you praise now, cognitive away. Every word that I said was a good association to it. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you said my mum. What was that all about? Outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. It's just the first thing that I made. Throat. Gobble. <laughs> right, one more, one more. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had it in my head there. What was I going to say? Cooper. We darling. <laughs> 
you nah, you it was too you need me rapid and you'd be quicker. I was I was still <laughs> laughing at that one. That's funny. I'm gonna have that wee pulse on you just to see how where you're aware because I think you're the perfect person to keep asking. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty five kilo plate, your mum. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's not even a it's not even a it doesn't mean anything. Like, it's just so irrelevant to everything. Right, let me get these Q and A questions let's, up anyway. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um so <laughs> Going back <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, uh, we just threw up a Q&A, so quite a good wee variety of questions here. Um, first question, which is obviously aimed at me and know you, which is what is it like walk, waking up and knowing that you're the best? I'll answer this because it's about me and it's not about James. On you go. It feels great. <laughs> it feels great every day coming into this studio and going, mm, no one else is better than me. But in seriousness, we were talking about that, like, this is the mentality you need to get for your heavy lifts sometimes. You need to know that you are the best. Mm -hmm. doesn't matter where you are. Mm -hmm. uh, so, joking aside, moving on to um, a question that we answered and we couldn't think about who the... Hold who on, I've actually got quite a good thing to say about this, because I seen something on TikTok last night what? about being the best. And uh, so, I was on a powerlifting post, I can't mind what the original TikTok was. I get the chocolate out your tongue first. <laughs> aye, aye, I've got it, I've got it. Right, so basically it was about, it was a smaller lifter, lifting relatively good weight. And, uh, Did it hit home with you then? Yeah. Quite similar yeah, to Yeah, yeah, that is me, to be fair. That is me. Sorry, sorry. And uh, a guy in the comments was like, do it because you love it, not because you want to be the best. And uh, the top comment was, some people want to be the best in the world. And his comment was, look, I'm really fucking strong. But I train with really, really, really strong people. You are not going to beat them because they are gifted. And he's like, just date because you love it. Mm -hmm. And the guy's like, what's your lifts? And he told his lifts at the weight he was at. And they were really good lifts. And he, the guy was like, that's really good lifts. And the guy re-commented. He's like, so why do you think that? And he's like, just because genuinely I've seen, like, you know when these people are going to win. Like, you can watch them and go, they're going to, Win that, win the competitions, and I was like, that kind of makes sense because I know I won't win. Do you get me? But I will win in me. Hmm. Do you know that way? Because I love it. Do you know what? Like I love it. I'm not going into the gym to win a competition, which would be fucking great. It'd be great to win a competition, but winning a competition requires a lot of sacrifice. Yeah, <clears throat> and it requires you to start kind of young. It's the same, uh, well, I guess I wouldn't say starting young, but it's the same in bodybuilding. Like, Aye. there's a lot of sacrifices needed. Now, Aye. genetics absolutely play their part. Mm. And what I think about is powerlifting, for example, even more so. Like, if you take Big Mikey, who came in here, just a mass monster, six foot seven. Yes, he'll have his disadvantages, but very naturally, he can pick 200 kilo up. Yeah. As if it's nothing. Exactly. He's like, I've not lifted in six years. He's not lifted? Uh, well, he hadn't lifted, I don't know how many years it was, but I had a client member, Scott Gavin. Aye, aye. So his big brother, nutcase man, crazy guy, right? And his brother came in one day and he's like, sorry, my brother trains with me. I was like, aye, cool, bring it. And his brother, no lifted in about three years, he had told me. And we were squatting and he's like, I had like 60 kilo on for Scott, so we're working on rehabbing his lower back. And his brother's like, I think I can do more than that. Form was good, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And he's like, put 120 on it. Like, what? 120? Done it. 140? Done it. 160? Done it. He's like, oh, I used to be able to hit like 230 squats and that. And I'm like, <laughs> how? Aye. And some people, he's a big guy, big. Just if you had to imagine like a power lifter and envision that in your head, he just, he was just had that traits and he was just born that way, bigger, bigger bone density or whatever you want to call it, and just had a natural gift towards it. Aye. Now, that should never discourage anyone from training to no. lift heavy or training to do a bodybuilding comp, but if you have that mentality of going, right, you might, there's always going to be someone better. And in a sense, you could be the one point, 0.0001% has got a natural gift there yeah. that if you think that way it's, it's going to discourage you from whatever it is but for most people you have the mentality that you know what I'm doing this for me and I'm doing this to be the best version and of I'm me, still going to win for me and I'm going to win for me yeah mm -hmm. then you'll have a fantastic outlook to whatever it is that you that you do powerlifting bodybuilding whatever it may be like don't do it for the first prize don't do it for the win of the show Aye. yes it would feel fucking fantastic to do it and if you get that, fucking congratulations. But if you have the mentality of doing it to beat better yourself, you'll win every time. So I've got a, an MMA uh, fighter in 
training with me now, and he was going to do a fight uh, start of December, and basically stressed himself out that much to end up no well. He's probably not going to make weight, and he says, "But I'm going to be fighting in March. Definitely going to stay with you. Definitely going to." I was like, "Good." I was like, "See, be honest with you, mate. I, I thought more time. I, th- I thought that was too early, mm. and I, I know now that you're not going to be stressed." And I said, "See the effort you're going to put in." It's weird because people think when there's a deadline, you're going to put more effort in, you're going to make more progress. But your time's always only limited. Aye, your time. If you're limited in time, you're limited in effort. Also, you want to have the event at least a year out, whatever yeah. it is. It's not. That's what we say. It's not the eight weeks before your holiday. Aye, it's the twenty-four weeks. Aye, prior to that Aye. is where you're going to build your foundations to. And I could instantly see him calmer, and he was lifting more. He was lifting better, but he was calmer. But before he was like, right, let's go, I need to make this, I need to make this. Ended up not well. I says, look, no, you're actually going to be the best. You're actually going to have a real shot going and fucking smashing this cunt. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because I'm no used to training fighters. So he's got a different mindset to most people. Well, it is. It's life or death. Uh, it's like, <laughs> I'm, no life or death. It's but like, it's like, I'm smashing fucking this guy. needs to be a win. Do you know what right? It's not like I'm coming here to lift a little bit of weight, to lose a little bit of weight. It's I'm here to smash fuck out this guy soon. And I'm like, right, let's fucking do it. <laughs> I do enjoy that. For him to be a winner, he also needs to understand that it takes time. Mm-hmm. And everybody else needs to understand that as well. Yeah. Like the gym takes a long time to get to where you want to be. What I'm learning is as well, working hard, like on your business, takes time to be able to work that hard. Like I'm every week I'm working that little bit more and little bit more and I'm no feeling as burnt out. I'm like, right, this is what I needed today, I needed to take my time. So building up resilience as well to it's the stress. Just, just continuous building up resilience and that's how you become the best. Mm. And in your brain you kinda feel the best. Do you know that yeah, way? You do, there's a confidence part with ah, it. Ah, you have this confidence where you're like, I'm fucking great. Mm. Like you know the things you shit at. And if you know the things you shit at and you know you're good, then you'll be unstoppable. Aye, and if you don't feel great and you don't feel confident in yourself, it's because you've not exposed yourself to these little micro challenges throughout the day. You've never won anything. Aye, and and the win could be something as simple as. Aye, I don't mean a competition. You've just never I won anything in your own mind. Aye, aye, aye I done. I, I I couldn't do three sets of that weight, and now I'm doing three sets of that weight. Mm-hmm. What an achievement! So we better say topic, but that's how you become the best. That Remember, is. it's not about being better than everyone else. There's a mentality to have, and that also brings in ego, but. In all honesty, the next kind of follow-up to that is being the best version of you. Mm-hmm. That's what you should strive for. Yep. Right, so this next question, which we obviously answered before, and we couldn't think of one. Um, who is the biggest cunt that you've ever met, and what made them a cunt of all cunts? Now, when no, we, we did say it. I know, but oh, when, we, when we initially thought about this, we were saying that we don't actually have that hatred towards anyone. No. And we were about to move on for this conversation, and I remembered, which I think we spoke about early days of this podcast, so if you're an OG listener, you'll remember... But we were in gym 24 once and another personal trainer who was working out in the gym, he wasn't a personal trainer in that gym, wouldn't they move from the sled drive tra- track when James had asked him uh, in front of his client and went, no, can she not do something else? He is the biggest cunt of all cunts. Yeah, he's the biggest cunt. And I'm surprised that he's still training. But what we also said in that was we feel actually sorry for him the way that's the way he has to act. Yeah, because it's obviously bleeding insecurities mm-hmm. of something. Like, mm-hmm. you don't just have a defence, this defensive wall-up for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And this was a guy that every day I made, I don't care, like, what what people's perception of him was. I was always like, how you doing, mate? Even if he, sometimes he wouldn't even reply. <laughs> didn't he care, didn't he bother me? Because I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to, it's not going to bring me down and make me a cunt towards someone. Yeah. It's like, how you doing, mate? How you doing, mate? And eventually started opening up a wee bit and I was like this guy's actually alright and mm-hmm. watched some of his YouTube videos and I was like actually quite a sound guy I was like this isn't the guy that he's kind of portraying in person and then that thing happened and I was like you know what fuck him ah, he's a cunt there is people who are actual cunts ah, aye, there is few and far between no think, aye, there, isn't, there isn't that many aye. is there many in JD <sighs> way the members of staff mate aye oh really aye they're paying like £22 and they're just rude as fuck Aye. Let me out. Please. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Please. Oh, really? I didn't think about that. No, oh, they're fucking ignorant bastards. Mm. Mainly men. That's ego, though. Aye, aye, aye. Like, like school arrogance. Like, relax, man. Like, I know. you just ask a question. Like, you're getting out a door. It's no our fault that you can't connect to the Wi Fi. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know. And it's so my like, fault you don't use a phone. <laughs> piss oil the flare. Oh. And a public toilet. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not bad traits you, of individuals. I bet you're paying for that toilet. I think that's fucking so fucking rude. I seen a wee guy yesterday walking at the shower and going to do a piss in the urinal. I was like, mate, you're just stoned and piss. 
You're just on the piss, whether it's dry or no. It's just piss on that floor. Do you know what I mean? Oh, you walked through. Walked through for the shower. Had oh. a shower. Came out of the shower. That's how you get fucking ulcers on your oh, feet. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know, but I see a lot of like rude. That's where like if if your boyfriend or girlfriend seen you in a gym talking to a member of staff like that, it would give you the ick. Ah, you'd be like, ah, you are fucking disgusting. General respect. Aye. I don't get why people wouldn't have that. Aye. Right, next one, I really like this way, This question. As friends and business partners, does it get difficult? Oh, I forgot about this question. Uh, this was a good one. I can't remember what we said on that. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but I remember kind of really breaking it down and thinking about it, like at a more deeper level. And it's it's hard. It can be, it can be super hard, but... One thing that you shouldn't do is do what me and James do. Now, in saying that, I think we got very lucky. Oh, aye, it, this is what we aye, said, this is what we said. Because we had, we had spoke, I remember messaging you when I was on my honeymoon, seeing your videos and that sort of stuff, and then I'd came back. Within the first week, I think we decided to make a video together. Mm-hmm. And then from that, it became a couple of videos, and then I think I said that I was looking to start a podcast, and if you would be up for doing it, and then we get invited onto Gavin's, and then Aye. it just became this thing. And then a couple of months later, I'm like, look, I've got an opportunity to build this gym. Do you want to come over? And you're like, I cool. Aye. And it just kind of went with it. What I also said was, uh, Dale probably got the hardest job on the planet dealing with me at the start. <laughs> there is no worse partnership on the planet than our starting partnership. And they're never, I don't think that, I don't think MD will have that starting partnership that is still here. Why? Oh, right, yeah, that would have broke up. Aye, oh, aye. And I, I'm saying earlier, I don't have patience, but maybe I do. Maybe I have more patience. Maybe you have a lot of patience. <laughs> than think. Uh, I, I think. I think it's hard. It is. In to separate uh, business with friendship. Mm, mm. It's one thing we need to do better on the friendship side of things, more so aye, that's than the business. Aye. I think that's one thing that can definitely kind of take away that we need to make time for. Just We've done it uh, here and there. Like Aye. at the start of podcasting where we'd go for an aroma, aroma and sort of like because we didn't even know each other as well we sort Aye. of learned to know each other and mm-hmm. um, became one of one of my best mates and all that sort of through luckily having good char- characteristics and I think that's what that's the hardest thing if you're looking to start a new venture we're all human beings that crave connection at the end of the day right absolutely and it's harder to do it alone but in a way, you've now got more challenges of trying because we get different outlooks. Like even when we're putting the program together, it's like I don't think we should do that, and it's like oh, I Aye. think we should do that, and it's like right, but that's that could that could be a big explosive argument. But having the characteristics to go right, let me hear your view, and let you hear my view, and let's come to a compromise. It's funny because you hear PT, <clears throat> you hear solo PT, you hear the PT themselves. Looking at it, I can't even mind if it was last week or the other day. I can't even mind when it was, but looking at it. No successful PT is doing it alone. Do you know what I mean? They might be the face of their brand, but they're not alone. There's a team behind them. There's always a team. There's always a team. And I was like, that makes sense because I was like, all, Dane, all this, all the time, yourself, without speaking to MD about it, and it's only your it's only your uh, thought processes and your processes get bold and lonely. That's why these mentorships are, are, are big. Hi. Because people like, like, think about your, we were speaking about this, your friend group, and, and it's hard to to really get into that connection and challenge with talking about your business, for example, with your friends who are employed. Now, yeah. Nothing wrong with being employed and that sort of stuff, but it, no. you know what I mean? There's a difference. It's hard. It's not like theirs is any easier or any less. It's just, there's no commonality in like, oh, I wish I could speak to somebody about what challenges they get when getting people onto their email list. Uh, aye, 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 aye. Like, it's very nuanced it's subject. So... Completely, people just would never understand it. Yeah, and when choosing a business partner, I remember um, Pat saying something that was quite good advice. I was going to go into another business venture with um, someone who had a club and that sort of stuff, and he says, right, you need to kind of think about it as well, because if you're bringing another two business partners to your venture, that's two extra decision makers. Right. It's two extra barriers who might not be on the same page as you. Mm-hmm. And it's not that there's anything wrong with that, but he noticed himself that the more people he partnered up with, the more challenging the actual business got to mm. become the way he wanted it to, the way he wanted to, because he's got his own perceptions, just like I do, you do. But I think as well, when you're thinking about it, you really need to break down values the, and morals. the values and morals, integrity and characteristics of of each individual. And I think that's one thing that we probably noticed with each other that we just had the same drive to help people. Aye. And 
I think I maybe I'll say I was further along my journey, so I had a better pulse on the people I wanted to help, and I think you did. You start were sort sort of working just that getting, out. Just I worked um, out, but I liked the I liked the the whole challenge of we had different opinions, but it it wasn't like full blown arguments. It was like I hear what you're saying. Here's why I think this, and I was aye. like, you know what? I never I'll really go, thought I'll about go and, that. I'll go and think about that. And I think that's the that's characteristics that. I was like, you know what, I know I, regardless of who this person is and uh, you might have thought you gave more challenges than you did, but it's like, I know I can Aye. I can partner up with this person and, and have a good business with them. Well, I also liked, and this could, I don't even know how this would sound, but the fact that you go up with Jill and you're, you're getting married and you're a one-woman man and you have that value behind you, a lot of men don't have that. Yeah. And it's very... Obviously, I'm not like that, right? But and I've no got a relationship. But I like that when I see that in our people mm. because it shows that they're committed. It shows that they're loyal. And if they're loyal to their missies, they'll be loyal to their friends. If they're not loyal to their missies, then they're probably not loyal to their friends either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because I, values go friendship and relationship hand in hand. Oh, for sure. For Do you sure. know what I mean? So the way, and I know I've seen it firsthand. The way people treat their relationships is the way they'll treat their friendships just in a different way yeah it's like i it, it could be opposing where it's like oh fuck they are and all that sort of stuff and mm -hmm. you know me like every relationship has, has its challenges but i'll never i never say a bad word like a hatred word towards no. a, never like ever you, ever because i think you've got like friends as well who you've seen the different side of things oh and I, and you go, and I just like, couldn't think anything uh, worse than and that then what does that do to the friendship as well oh it, it, it brings a a toxicity into that as well so so friendship's also important i think as well and i think no matter what you do if it's just in business even if you don't know the person you're going to have a strong friendship with them or you should have a strong friendship if i didn't like you and you didn't like me and we sat down we could put on a show for a podcast this would be so this draining would be miserable and so mentally and emotionally fucking draining like you said i, I was definitely putting on a show at start but that's because i couldn't trust them day hmm. I remember, I remember you had a lot of Oh, mate, aye, aye, aye. I, I just remember sitting down in a room and saying, look, if you need anything, like, aye, aye. I'm, I'm here. Like, I didn't believe whatever. you. I know, you're like, oh, fuck you, what do you, aye, want? Aye. What do you want? So, I honestly, I had a massive trust issues at the start with every day. Now I don't have the trust issues with really empty. Yeah. If I meet somebody new, I go, whatever they tell me is whatever they tell me. Do you know what I mean? I'll still look into it a wee bit, but I won't distrust what they say. I used to just distrust mm. everything everybody said. Doesn't matter if it's friends, girls, whatever. I would just go, I don't actually believe you. Like, you could have been saying the best <laughs> things in the world. But now I, was, I, now, I, now I believe that. And uh, that's a good thing. Because that's just full trust there. Yeah. And when trust is there, when it comes to business, trust is great. When it comes to friendship, trust is great. Because if you can trust what they say at business, I'm going to go and do this. Right, cool. I'll go and do this. And you can both trust each other so there's no stress. And you go, right, they're going to do that, I'm going to do that. We'll look at it, and then it's done. Yeah. So on the business side, that makes things easier. But on the friendship side, it goes, right, you want to do something cool? It's just like a normal fucking friendship. Yeah. You absolutely need trust, because what I know I can do is, for example, we're putting together a product, and, and there's elements as we're both learning it, but I know I can say, right, can you do this task, and I'll work on this task, and it's like the trust is there. Aye, aye. And it's the same with the stuff that we maybe disagree on when we're building the programmes, like... It's not having egos. We're very strong characters and we'd probably say like we are, what is the term? Is it alpha males? I guess if you're in a group of people, I'd like to think that they're the strongest character. No strong, I don't know how to communicate this. Like, So this is a funny thing, right? So see when we were walking about, uh, we were walking about on holiday, so all the looky lookies would come out and I'd go, no night, no night, sorry mate, no night, no night. I'd always be the guy to go and uh, they would always be like, you go to the front. So I, I so I would talk and I'd but I don't really care like saying not to them. And like you go to the front, you're the most uh, extroverted. I don't even think I'm extroverted. I think I'm pretty introverted. Mm. Like, see if I don't like you, you're gonna drain the fuck out of me. <laughs> no, I like uh, drain the fuck out of me. Whereas an extroverted person, even if you don't like them, it's fine. Like you can move on and you can enjoy your day. Whereas if I don't like something, I'm sat and listening to them go, Oh my god, I'm fucked. But they were like, You go to the front. And you say this and this and this to the, these people, and you get us in that bar, and I was like, "What? Do you know what I mean?" But it's like because that's what I was going to say. I think those traits are 
something every business owner sort of has mm-hmm. and that's really the hardest part when partnering up with someone because there can be two people with these high egos that are trying to outdo each other mm-hmm. and that's where you have to kind of have this level-minded outlook to go right you know what we're both in this together 50 yeah, 50 yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. i'm going to hear what you say and i'm going to communicate what i want to say and whatever we decide to do from moving forward from that meeting or whatever that's what it is that's and it. even if it's a cock up i'm not going to turn around and go see i told you no i knew we should have done this no it's just going like it's a team what? effort yeah what we, can we, do we, better? we both made a decision to go ahead with that we're never going to be perfect we can learn from whatever fuck up it is and let's make sure that doesn't happen going forward that's yep. that's re- literally what it comes down to um and that's probably self-awareness is probably another trait that you want to have mm-hmm. um with everyone because even if it's not perfect at the start which i'd, I'd probably really, argue it really is no i would argue it more it'd feel perfect at the start for most people because it's a honeymoon period ah, yeah, yeah, and yeah. when that wears off that's how i know like a year down the line we're still doing it we're still committed ah, to yeah. i like you more than a year ago there was no honeymoon period. No, that's there is no honeymoon period. People who go into business with each other is like the best ah, yes, and that yes, sort yes. Of stuff. Got this idea, get this idea, and you start, and then you go, I don't actually like this person Aye. that much. And I've heard like uh, people who have very, very successful businesses, like millionaires and that sort of stuff, and they've said to me some of the hardest businesses I've ran has been with my best mate. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we're different because we're best mates now, but wasn't necessarily like that to start no. with. Um, so I, it's an interesting one, but certainly difficult to do, but the difficult things make it more rewarding. Probably would have been more difficult if our passions, like, like if you go into business with your best mate and your passions with something else before it, and you go in and like we, we were both passionate about the same thing and then met. And instead of meeting being passionate about all the other things and then meeting and going, oh, I kind of like this. And one person's like, I love this. Mm. But I love business and I kind of like business. That's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And think about it as well, because I do, I see it with solo podcasters, right? Um, yes, there's benefits. There's no decision making. It's just you. You decide what you want to do and you can go with it. Um, but when it becomes successful, I'd imagine it'd be pretty lonely as well. And oh, that's how I, I know, like, that's, that's the one part that we'll, we'll get to. The, with the wins, the wins become more exciting because when it happens, which it will, we both get to benefit from it. Aye. You know what I mean? Aye, so, aye. absolutely. Nah, so that's a good question. The next question we got here, which is about exercise, um, do rest times between sets matter and do they matter between exercises? Absolutely. Uh, so the day I was telling you I've got eight sets of squats, probably got to take me an hour to do them. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they absolutely do, and it's if you listen to one of the previous episodes about progressive overload, mm-hmm. it's one of the most overlooked things to make your workouts more challenging, yeah, or better, yeah. When you think about it, in strength sets, the longer rest periods, the stronger your lifts are going to get, yeah. In endurance work capacity or high intense sets, your shortened rest periods are fucking. But murder but that's also the key you need to understand what your goal is for that session or mm. that week or that month Aye. do you know is it are you building work capacity are you building is it your main uh, a muscle or is it strength do you know what i mean and see the thing with it is you might be thinking about this and you're like right okay i'm going to start doing a 30 second rest period before you even start there just time what you're doing just now because i guarantee you you'll be blethering you if you're going out if you're working out with There'll a friend so, the, in- the inconsistencies Aye. will be severe so i would say start with a good old 90 second to two minutes right start there Hold that for four weeks with all your sessions. Watch the difference in just that one little bit. Then move to the opposing one, like yep. a higher one or a lower one. Now, I would say if you're doing a lower one, between exercises absolutely matter because you start to fall into this sort of crossfit box or hit workout class if you're doing it through every single exercise. Aye. So what I like to do, if you've got a 30-second rest between three sets for example once you're done that exercise give yourself a, a little bit half. longer yeah, I really compose like and reset to get into to give your all into that next working sets I agree um, so that's really what I would say on that one aye, aye I would agree I would agree um, <coughs> creatine yes or no and what is the volume of it etc so creatine absolutely uh, I've been taking creatine and that sleep supplement for 11 days now mm-hmm. cognitively I mean, that, that, that's the problem when you take two things at once, but cognitively, my brain has never been more switched on. My sessions have been great. My work's been great. My sleep's been great. I feel strong. I think I'm building. But I just feel really good. And that's the problem that a lot of people think creatine's going to make you really fucking strong. 
No, but it'll give you more cognitive ability, it'll give you that little bit extra. And it's not that expensive for what it is, but it has more benefits out with muscle building and strength gain. Yeah. That I've found and we've you spoke about before. Yeah, so the so creatine absolutely is a supplement. It's probably one of the, the most researched supplements out there. Creatine monohydrate, you don't need any of this other spicy shit that gets no. put in like you're just ripping me off. Aye, they, they are it's just it's a way of making it Sound fancy. Sound fancier. Mm-hmm. Creatine monohydrate, yes, for most people. If you're having a lot of red meat or a lot of um yeah, if you're having a lot of red meat, you probably don't necessarily need it, but most people won't have red meat every no. single day. So no. it's worth for most people to experiment with it and, and try it out. It doesn't cause hair loss, it doesn't no. cause back acne, it doesn't cause any of these side effects, which was Because it's not that strong. I which was one of the, the, the main worries. Creatine it gives you more it just adds more ATP cells to mm. your body. Mm. And that's maybe getting a wee bit more scientific, but all that is is extra energy storage. Yep. That's all you need to kind of think about that. Now, the cognitive ability is the interesting thing. And I'm going to make a, a statement here, which I think is going to come true in the next five years, that creatine will be a supplement that's pushed to Health. majority of people from medical practices. Aye. I honestly believe because the some of the, the studies that are coming out with older individuals, particularly in women over the age of 50 and what it's doing to their, because they suffer more from osteoporosis. Like creatine can stop the, the your muscle mass, uh, can stop your muscle atrophying and all this sort of stuff. So I don't know, I think this was I can't remember if I said this on a previous podcast, but working with a client who knew she had an operation coming up and knew she was going to be bedbound for eight weeks. So we were building strength and building muscle and I got her to be taking creatine. And the one thing I said to her that even when she comes out the back end of this operation, still keep taking the creatine because it'll slow that process down. Yeah. You're going to lose strength, you're going to lose mobility, you're going to lose range of motion and muscle, yep. but that slows that whole process down. Um, and what she actually saw, I think she was... 62 63 um she actually felt sharper as well yep now there was an element of the workouts that was absolutely the case aye, aye. but i honestly believe the cognitive ability of of creatine is is the main benefit of it i was going to say because see i'll be genuinely serious when i stop taking creatine my sessions are the same but how i feel the rest of the day at the moment yeah it's different aye so you need to think out with your workouts here. yeah and as a health supplement because health is all rounded it's not just what you do in the gym yep absolutely should be taking it in terms of volume you can heavy load it or what do you call it um, uh, front loading it or aye, something like load, that basically. um you can take 10 grams and then go five five and five but average about five every day yeah build it around a meal where you're more consistent so for me you see people used to put it in you don't need to take it before workout after workout there's no first timing. thing in the morning i take it aye so it's just i have salt creatine water aye so you make a ritual of whatever it is aye. i used to actually put it in my shake for the gym just because I knew I would always finish that bottle of water aye, aye, when aye. I was in the gym. And it was simple as that. You can get tablets as well, but you're better with the powder format. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, when's, the, when's the Bulletproof Mindset merch dropping? Soon, soon. So we're going to get some t-shirts made. I'm actually wearing one of them now, but we're going to get the Bulletproof Mindset podcast. Yeah, the full, um, full booner. We'll just try to find a good source of oversized and t-shirts. make a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't there's not much profit in merch mate uh, no it's need to buy it it's like free market oh yeah, yeah it costs us a bit but well they i bought 30 t-shirts for my clients and it was like 300 odd quid and i was Aye. like ah, man why'd i do that <laughs> i need to fit, I've, got, I've not even got brakes in my car done i should have done that first before. i just got my i just got my obviously my brakes <laughs> done there so um yeah that will be dropping soon and you guys we we know who have been consistently showing up and listening to the show, the guys that share us and your story and everything. Honestly, it means the world to us. Um, unfortunately, we can't see everyone who has left a five-star rating on Spotify, but we can on Apple Podcasts, and, and we know the people who do continue to support the show and all that sort of stuff, so we'll definitely be reaching out because it means the world to us, and we'll start doing wee competitions here and there on how you can win some uh, free merch. Now, last question here, um, which again... I don't know if it's a dig here, but how do you cope with turning 30 or how do you cope with getting older? So, Golden Gate Bridge, jump <laughs> off it. <laughs> <laughs> Just end it, there's no point continuing. Now, in all honesty, it's when I speak to people too, because all my, all my friends and that are about the same age and they're all turning 30, it's like, man, it's a wee bit of depression that kicks in with it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And I think you just realise that life goes by pretty quickly. And I don't want to get deep and fucking sentimental here, but, you know, honesty, turning 30, 
I'm stronger than I was when I was 21. I've got a better mental outlook and mindset than I was when I was 21. Um, more mobile and I would argue athletic than I was when I was 21. Physically, I like the way I look and I'm happy the way that I, I can train and I'm, I'm grateful to have still all those traits, uh, all those uh, ability to, to train in the way that I do. And then business-wise, I'm fucking definitely better than I was when I was 21. Aye, so aye. getting older, there's a stigma that it needs to suck and it absolutely doesn't. I think... Uh, like f fine wine, you can. Mate, you can age. I was just about to say, I'm no fairy yet, thank God. But <laughs> <coughs> sorry about that. Sorry about that. But I'm a fine wine, mate. <laughs> I am only going to get better, and you're the you're the same. Yeah, I like, will. Now, what I'm excited for between turning thirty and forty, this is where it's going to separate the difference if you train, right? Now, me communicating to my peers to train in their twenties to thirties. It's like fucking ah, speaking to a brick it. wall sometimes because right. it's like, I don't, what you're communicating to me, I don't, don't see that I, I, I don't care because I can sit up and don't have any back pain. Aye. I don't have any mobility issues. I'm pretty fat. I don't have a, a big beer belly or whatever. See when we go, see when, as my friends start to go into their 30s Ooh, and 40s, this will, you will tell the difference between someone who consistently lifts weight, mm -hmm. weights for health and someone who doesn't. Mm -hmm. There'll be a massive dis disparity in, in those two individuals yeah. and I'll absolutely in fact you can see it with those in your 20s when you think about it um, late 20s you start to see it really early but that's again I'm, I'm not excited from a ha 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 look at you I'm excited for go right this is where I can start to help, help more people help. because just they will just see just it genuine yeah. help. Um, so I think that's all the Q&A questions ah, yeah. getting to say we're getting older no uh, you can either let it be it can either be the death of you or the beginning, eh? Hmm? Do you know what I mean? You've learned all your lessons for the first 25 years of your life. That's usually when your brain's getting built. No, you can use the lessons to flourish, or you can use them to stagnate. Mm -hmm. And that's up to you. Yeah. Uh, but you don't need to stagnate. There's no fucking need in this day and age to stagnate. Uh, life's supposed to be hard. Do you know it what is, I mean? It is. And you're supposed to have challenges. You're supposed to have days where you're like, I, I, I fucking suck. I'm, I fucking suck at this. Yeah. And I think that's where like having a good purpose mm -hmm. in life is going to help you. That probably ties into why people will have kids around about this age and mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff, and that becomes their purpose. Yeah. So, but understand, it's never too late to get started as well. So that's uh, my that's dad awesome. had me at tw uh, thirty-five, so I've got nine year. Oh really? Aye, 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 aye. Fair enough. That's what makes me feel alright about myself. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, see when you're a wee guy, you say, see when I'm twenty five, I'm gonna be married, I'm gonna have a house, I'm gonna have five kids. Ah, you're like, what the fuck? When you turn twenty five, you're like, I'm no emotionally stable. To <laughs> fucking a house, never it's mind. So five strange kids. to think when you look at older people, you're like, they have it all sorted out. And then they get it, and it's like you look at everybody now. You're like, you look at kids, and like, I wish I was a kid again. <laughs> that life was a lot better. So fucking weird. Right on that note, let's wrap up there. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. We hope you have a wonderful day wherever you're choosing to listen to this. If you are listening, then give a wee share on your social media. Show us some support. Show us some love. And another way you can support the show is by leaving a five star rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen. Dave, to should this. get a becoming a Dolph T-shirt. And what would that be? Becoming a dad I'd like to fuck. Oh, uh, have you seen Mind Pump's one? No. Dad's in love with fitness. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, becoming a dolph. Because I'm not a dolph. Well, we're no dad yet. He says, I'm training so that when I drop my kids off at the gate, all the wee lasses go, he's a dolph. And I was like, <laughs> see when you said that, I know you said it to be funny, but see when you think about it, it's like, it's a wee bit creepy, mate. That is like really pedo behaviour there. <laughs> no, I meant the moys. All right. <laughs> the moys. <laughs> Like, seeing you're at the school gates and all the other moms are like, they're with their husbands and go, wish that was my husband. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll wrap things up there. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a nice one. <laughs> <laughs>